Hi, I'm Audrey. And I'm Rosie. And this is the Read It Again radio show. A podcast where we reread books we read as kids to see if they're any good. So, we are recording this in advance, but... <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. Okay, so I'll take over. <laughs> uh, I think I'm, we're going to be recording this in advance and putting it out in about um, two weeks. We are starting a new recording schedule so we can actually keep ourselves on track. And we are going to... What I, think, you... I, I think I said advanced wrong. <laughs> advanced, advanced. Oh my gosh. Um... <laughs> we're gonna put this podcast out um on the third monday of every month which is what or or try or to, try right? to at least so, right today when we're recording this it is the fifth and we will be putting this podcast out the 19th um so now we can try to be a little more reliable for our fans right audrey <laughs> but if, if, if you're listening to this then you know it's pa- it's either it's probably past yeah. that date by now um well considering we have like 25 listeners on our each of our past episodes i mean that's we're really gathering a fan base i think um <laughs> i'm not even sure if anyone is actually subscribed but anyway not the point so this week did we say what book we're reading yet oh okay no <laughs> This week we are reading Junie B. Jones and the Yucky Blucky Fruitcake by Barbara Park. So this is, unlike last time, this is one we both read yeah, when we were, we're younger. Yeah, we into. I mean, I was definitely, I loved these books. Yeah, I, yeah, I read every one yeah, I could get my hands on. Um, but I just remembered we need to read the first sentence you want to do that okie doke my name is junie b jones okay well that's and, that's uh, descriptive that, i mean it really tells what the book's going to be about it, it tells you what you need to know <laughs> it does um so these books are narrated by the main character junie b jones and she is a little five-year-old i think she's supposed to be in this yeah five-year-old kid um, who is just a bit wild and uses bad grammar and is just very, what's the word for her? She's like, she's just a bit wild and out of control, I think, but very funny. She's like incorrigible, but lovable. So the beginning of the book, um, sort of goes through like her typical morning where her grandfather is babysitting her and they're playing all sorts of games and he lets her win and she's like she doesn't realize that he's letting her win so she thinks she's the bestest winner in the world and then she goes to school and her friends keep beating her at games and she gets very sad and then she finds out there's a carnival so she goes home and she practices and then the next day or whatever she goes to the carnival and she basically loses at all the games um, except for one. And, that, and that's the cakewalk game. And then she gets a yucky blucky fruit cake from the cakewalk. So that's, that's pretty much the plot. That's it. So page one was uh, more of a general thought on, like, we, just, we already mentioned it, how it's still really fun to yeah, read. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just, just from the first page, you can tell... Just the way it's written with the thoughts of a young child is very is funny, funny to read. Yeah, and, I think it's easy to read, and, too. And, like, as a kid, I enjoyed it because c- it was, like, it was just funny to imagine, like, somebody acting like this. Yeah. Uh, I also put down a note. Um, so there's just something very lighthearted and fun about this. And it reminded me of a manga I've read about a little six-year-old girl, which is, which has a very similar sort of fun feel, but definitely has a little more because it focuses a little more on the adults. 
but it's mostly their interactions with this silly little girl, but it's all, but it just sort of like the fact that that is geared, that um, this is geared for children and that's geared for like teens and adults, but it, they have a very similar feel to them just shows how uh, this sort of thing just sort of, I'm scrambling. <laughs> um, I know what you mean though. It's like, it's, fun to read about because it's like lighthearted and enjoyable and it sort of brings you back to a simpler time yeah and just I feel like like it's fun to hear like small children tell funny stories you know and like yeah it's like it's so it's just sort of bad with um people following like dogs who have instagrams and it's like you know what I'm talking about? Like, where they'll have, like, dogs or cats or whatever, but their animal is narrating the... It's supposed... It's written like it's narrated by the animal. It's like yeah. that. It reminds me of that. It's just, like, fun and adorable to read. Um, yeah. My note for that page is that... the Is the first paragraph. So the first paragraph is... My name is Judy B. Jones. The B stands for Beatrice. Except I don't like Beatrice. I just like B, and that's all. And every book starts out with this, if I remember correctly. Yeah, um, yeah. So I just made a note of that. Like, oh, yeah, every single book starts with that. And so that makes it, like, I think that brings, ki- brings kids into it. It's sort of, like, stating what the book is about just in the first paragraph. And then you sort of get into, like, her ramblings and her thoughts. And, like, it go- she's, like very all over the place her her um paragraphs are short and kind of sporadic yeah i also that does it also feels like a very like a very um childish thing to do like that just sounds like something a small child would do would be very particular about their name and and seeing who they are yeah definitely so on page two i was thinking about this part where she says Hey, shut up your face to her brother. That is the exact same thing I was and making a note of. It's so funny because I remember <laughs> reading these books and like we were never allowed to say words, or at least I wasn't. I don't think you were either. We weren't allowed to say words like hey, oh no, um, stupid, shut up. I I still I still feel a little like nervous saying the word stupid, like, oh no, no I'm gonna I get in swear, trouble. But I don't say shut up. It just, like, (laughs) for some reason, shut up has really stuck with me as something like, oh, no, you do not say that. It's incredibly rude. And that just really stuck with me. And it was interesting reading this and being, like, thinking about, like, most kids do use words like that. I think most school kids do. And how, like, it it was funny to me as a little homeschool kid, like, not allowed to say any of this stuff and, like, also being very scared of my parents, so... I was never going to say it. Um, like, reading about this little girl who just says whatever the hell she wants. And it's, like, and basically gets away with it. Yeah. yeah. Also, also should mention, she's screaming this at her baby yeah, brother. Like a little tiny baby. I think he's, I remember there's one book where he's born. So, I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but, like definitely a baby and she says she's disciplining him (laughs) she goes i think (laughs) i'm doing discipline (laughs) i think yeah well she she usually gets away with it but like her parents are always really annoyed with her a little sad like she her parents are just always impatient with her that's basically they exist to be impatient well they, there's a lot of times when they're real, like it's it's for the most part they are, but then there are times when they're like they're really Absolutely. sweet and loving to her. But yeah, it's I like, also think like Junie B would be I, a very tiresome child to have to, you know, look after all the time. It's just like, oh my gosh, she's got so oh, much definitely. energy. I would it's just like very spastic. Also, we have to remember, this is from her point right. of view, so she could be exaggerating things or only remembering, like, like not remembering, you know, the more mundane Absolutely. things. Um, I also like how anytime she's yelling, they put it all in all caps. 
which I think yeah. is like how like you write when you're a little kid. And I think I remember part of that. They talk about it in another Junie B. Jones book where she's writing in her notebook. I think it's after this though. I think it's when she's in first grade and they, she's writing in her notebook and she's like, yeah, see you write it in all caps. And that means they're screaming. <laughs> um, so yeah. So then the, our next notes are on page four. What did you say for that? Just, just, I thought it was just hilarious that she just makes a little note of, she's like talking about things she's not allowed to do. And one of them is not making her baby brother look a potato. I, that was my note too. It was so funny. <laughs> no making Ollie lick a potato, except for he didn't actually mind it that much. That's like such a sibling thing though. It's like, I'm sure I did things like that to my siblings and be like, what? They don't care. Huh? It's like one time I put, uh, my brother was taking a nap. And I put a hermit crab on his head. And he was probably, like, nine months old. <laughs> we were at the beach. And my mom, like, yelled at me. But, like, he was asleep. He didn't care. It was hilarious. <laughs> uh, it just... There's just... For me, it was just something like this. There's always some... It's hilarious anything to do with small children and food. Because yeah. I, like... There's, there's pictures of me as a small child when I was, like... Got full, when I took a bath and there's like a, we had a big bag of flour in like the pantry, got undressed, dumped it all on the floor and covered myself oh head my to toe gosh. in flour. Yeah, it's very funny. Like took up like. Um, yeah. So but, yeah. then my next note is for page six because, um, oh, just that I thought it was so funny how she calls her. Her, she's like playing pretend and she's like and you're my servant named Pinky and you have to fetch me stuff and also I get to hit you on the head with my sword and then when her grandfather lifts her down she's like yeah only I didn't give you permission to do that Pinky <laughs> so funny oh my gosh it makes me laugh so hard <laughs> and once again like every like that's another great thing like rereading this is it's just, like, when you're younger, it's just a funny book, but then rereading it when you're older, like, oh my gosh, this is exactly the kind of thing that we did yeah, as kids. absolutely. It made me think, it made me think of uh, the Queen of the Kids oh, that we did man. as a, that we did, and, like. <laughs> yeah, totally, because we, like, made up bizarre rules and names and things, and then, like, they were really real to us. And we, we made one of my brothers oh, be yeah. a horse. He, he was, like, the royal horse. Like, that was his position. And that game went on for, like, two years. And we still have yeah. the rule book. I, I wrote it up in Google Docs because I was, you know, old enough to do that. But still young enough to play games. <laughs> and, like, it went... But then it kind of kept stretching on to the point where we're like we were doing stuff, but it was more of just yeah, ceremony. Yeah, like my sister getting married to her friend over and over and over again. And like the coronation of the new queen, who we then promptly <laughs> forgot well, about. Once she was coronated, it was like she didn't even care. We were the ones who actually cared about it, and we were just like putting some royal title on like a little four-year-old, and we were like twelve and thirteen. Or I was, at least. I was probably too old for that. But you know what? You're never too old, right? Um, anyway, that was a tangent. I'm sure the podcast listeners will hear more about Queen of the Kids in the future. Because how could they talk about it? Such a big part of our childhood. Um, <laughs> a, a surprisingly <laughs> large part of our childhood. Um, so what do you have on page seven? Uh, so I, the, I just thought it was so funny, the bit, she's trying to get herself cereal, and she can't, the, the milk oh is too gosh. heavy, so she gets orange. <laughs> this makes me laugh. So, they just, like, like, it made me laugh back then, it makes me laugh now, it's so funny. So she's like, so she pours orange juice in her cereal instead of milk, and says, yum, this is the most delicious breakfast I ever ate, except for it doesn't actually <laughs> taste that good. <laughs> And then on the next page, she says, um, I'm eating cereal and orange juice, I told him. It's very delicious, except for it's going to make me puke, I think. 
um that's just why i love her she says stuff like that and you're just like how could you not laugh it's hilarious um so that was my note for page seven too it was like that made me laugh so hard um and then on page eight i made a note of the part where she says where she's eating in front of the TV, and she says, and I'm not even allowed to do that, only we're not telling mother. And it made me think of, like, I understand, so I'll tell you more about this later, but basically there's all these parents who are really annoyed at the Junie B. Jones books, and again, we'll go into that, but that line made me understand why people would get so annoyed at these books, is because she says stuff like that, where, like, oh, we're not me and grandpa, we're not going to tell mother that we did this thing that we're not supposed to do. And it's a very innocent and little kid-like, but that's the sort of things that parents, five-year-olds, specifically only children, would freak out about. Because she's basically saying she's going to lie to her parents that she ate and food in front of the TV. Well, that also, that just sounds, that, that is, that for me, that made me think of, like, that is what happens, though, when you have, like, special yeah. babysitters or, I guess, like, a member of your family who's not your parent who's looking after you. They tend to let you get away with little things. You know, like, they'll just be our little, it's okay, they're yeah, not totally. here, you know? Like, that, and I think every, it's really like, relatable that, for little kids, but I understand why parents would get annoyed about that because they're just like, wait, you're telling my kid it's okay to not tell me stuff. And that's, like, this whole book is, like, when she's using bad grammar, she's saying, um, you know, shut up your face. And she she's just like it's a very little kid mentality of like she's just doing her thing you know she doesn't really know about the world yet and what's okay and what's not but people freak out about stuff like that so I don't know I just made note of that little line because but we'll talk about that more later because I have more stuff on that um so you have the next note so it was mainly just, I love how, so it introduces her, one of her best friends, Grace, and it introduces her, and then it, and then right after that, every single time that she's mentioned, it's specifically that Grace with a capital T, and I just love that she calls her that. She doesn't call her, like, just, she calls her oh, that yeah. Grace. It's a small little thing, but it's, like, every time she's, you know, mentioned, I, really. It's also funny how she says that Grace has her favorite kind of head. Oh, yeah, her curly yeah. black hair. It's just such a, like, oh, yeah, that's my favorite kind of head. This is a very weird thing to say. <laughs> Not normal. She's a very weird, she's a very yeah, weird little is. girl. <laughs> it's funny. Um, so what do you have on page 12? Uh, so she's, like, you know, talking to Grace about how good she is at games and stuff. And then I, and that just sort of like what I mainly noticed. She's very con, she's a very condescending little girl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's a very high and mighty con, she's like very condescending to her friends and everyone she's around like, her. I patted her very nice. I patted her again. <laughs> yeah, only you can't be as good as me, Grace, because I said it first. That's why. That was funny. Yeah, no, she is. She's like, just very um thinks very highly of herself but that's kind of the point of the beginning of the book you know she's on a bit of a high horse yeah well she's like that's that's i think that's a big part of her character she's always on a high horse in every single book yeah i think so i think it i think at least until she goes to first grade when it tones down a little bit uh, yeah, I don't remember the first grade books as much, but I think so. I think it definitely, you know, little kids, they don't, they don't know a lot yet. They still have a lot to learn. Um, yeah. What do you have on page 20? Page 20. Uh, just once again, making note of her, of, you know, the capitals when everyone's shouting and stuff, but just her shouting at her friend Lucille. Yeah. <laughs> just... I love how she calls Lucille, and I don't know if she calls Grace Madam, too, but she calls Lucille Madam twice in this book, and it's really funny. She's just like, yeah, only I already explained that to you, Madam. <laughs> 
And it just makes me laugh, the fact that she calls her friend Madam. Also, I one thing, I I never actually, the thing with Lucille is I never no. liked her because she's like, yeah. she's rich. And very unrelatable. And I never, she was rich and had all the nice things and the floofy hair, floofy and, hair the, floofy dresses, and the pretty painted skirts. nails. She wears lipstick later in the book. And she, doesn't she live with her Nana? Yeah. yeah. She's, and her Nana is very glamorous I never, too. They, because in another book you get. Jeannie B, like, spends time with her and her Nana. And you kind of see her Nana's, like, supposed to be all, like, glamorous. But Lucille just seems really stuck up to me. Yeah, but the, the thing is, I feel like, you know, I'm like, she is kind of, but at the same time, she's not a lot. She's kind of just there. Yeah. She can be a little prissy, but for the most part, she's not, she's kind of, you know, just a nice little yeah, girl. She's no, there's nothing really wrong with her. <laughs> um, my next note was on page 22. Um, that This is the one where all the kids are talking about their experiences with carnivals. And I just thought it was so funny, this part here. Then Polly Allen Puffer told about carnival food that he threw up too like a candy apple and caramel popcorn and a rubber band except that's not food that is office supplies <laughs> this is so funny like how, how many times when you're little you like brag about gross things like you know what you've thrown up that's like I'm sure I had a conversation about throw up many times as a little kid and probably even in the past couple years um it's just gross, but also super funny. Yeah. Also, it's weird. Is, wait, when also, you're little, his you name know. is Polly Allen Puffer. <laughs> just needed a moment for that, Polly Allen Puffer. I love all her descriptions of everyone. Everyone has like, like Ricardo the boy I love, and William and a crybaby yeah, boy and they William. All have books kind of about them too. Like, there's one that's like. um... Judy B. Jones and one like and the mean old Jim or something where she does she like God, I don't remember I, what happens but I feel like there's a book kind of about it. Jim um, Ricardo and William I, I hated Jim so much I don't really remember that book very well well just in general because he was supposed to be yeah. the mean kid I feel like they sort kind of, of make up except you the thing is, yeah, the thing is Jim isn't, like, Jim does say mean things, but, like, so does Junie B. Yeah, and a lot of times the things he's saying aren't even, like, mean. She just, it's, like, they're just, like, facts and, like, being sort of, like, you're, like that's not actually yeah. how it is. And then he's yeah. mad at him. I don't know. He's, he's, like, not that mean. He's just, like, annoying. Also, and you're, like, ugh. Yeah. But then, but then, like you said, in one of the books, they sort of become friends, and they sort of have, and I just remember reading that, and, like, I was like, oh, they're so cute together, they should date, <laughs> and, and like, like, oh, they're like, now I'm like, they're fun. and then, like, um, the, I'm like, now I'm like, whatever, but, like, and there was a book where she was, like, saying that Ricardo yeah. was her boyfriend, and then, she's like, and then he started dating then, someone else, but you know, in that like way, the hands, date. Junie B and Handsome Warren. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, little kids just like to play that sort of stuff. Like how, like how many weddings did we do <laughs> as kids? That's true. A lot. I feel like we had weddings like between our sis, my sister, and Ronan for sure. But then I feel like we, you set up a wedding between me and Jane. We probably got married at some point when we were little. We definitely were I the, feel like, I feel the like... mom and dad of the household more than once. Uh, I feel like did I feel like we did one with Rissa or something because I remember I had just read that Babysitters Club book and I was so excited to use that in my oh, when yeah. I was marrying was them. Like, I remember that too. I remember that Babysitters Club book and I remember you. I think it was maybe it was Rissa and Miles. That's the only thing I can think of. Um, but I don't know how yeah. they put up with this. They must have been really small, because they 
hit a very a point very quick where they were not into that game at all. I think I think that they were I think it took I think we had to force them to do it. I don't think they wanted yeah. to do it. Yeah. I think they maybe agreed to it at first and then I think they got tired of it and yet he being like, No, no, we have to do it. <laughs> and plus weddings were never simple events to us either. Like anytime there was a wedding, it was not a casual one day game. Like I'm pretty sure we never had a wedding that didn't at least involve a couple hours of planning. I just remember planning yeah, so we had weddings like- and planning like, okay, like, what are we going to eat? And like, can we convince our parents to give us cheese and crackers for dinner after the wedding? Um, we have to choreograph a wedding dance. We have to find music. We had to, we, we had to find something for the flower girl yeah, to and throw. We had to write vows. I remember writing vows. Uh, but most of the time we used and we're like, okay, we gotta find the right vows. place for the. We had to, we had to have the, you know, we had to make sure we had seating for everyone. Yeah. And like set up the venue. So we would like, oh man, we are getting so off topic right now. <laughs> I am sure there will be a book at some point where we will be able to get into that more. But um, yeah, we were definitely really into weddings back then, even though like, I don't think. I never really had like a, a like a boyfriend as a kid or a husband um, other than James when I was like two years old, but that expired pretty quickly, at least on my end. Um, but and, and you didn't really either, except for that one neighbor boy who we tried to like convince you or we were just making fun of you. I don't really remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause, because at go on. I think you, at that point, you guys were just trying to give back at me for oh, always yeah, doing were, it to you. You used to tease me and Connor all the time because you were just being an annoying little brat. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I, I, I was asserting my dominance as sure, the eldest. Sure, sure. Um, <laughs> so, you know, in case anyone listening is wondering, Audrey and I, you know, haven't always been best buddies. Sometimes she was mean to me. <laughs> okay um what's my next note hold on i know i know you have i know this isn't in the notes but just seeing it again i have to read this bit from from that page okay go on when they're talking about carnivals because i didn't make a note of it but i'm like oh this is just too funny to not say i raised my hand carnivals are ripoffs i said because one time my daddy kept on trying to knock over three bottles with a ball, but even when he hit them, they wouldn't fall down. So then he and mother had to call the cops, and also eyewitness news at <laughs> six and ten. I forget. I didn't make a note of that either, but I almost did because it was so funny. Oh, the, I think that was at the, that was at the point when I was like, no, I, know, I have to too. not note every funny thing. I was like, I have too many notes, but that, that's gonna just have to pass. But that, but it's too funny. Too good. It's too good so to not we, say. We put it in anyway. Um, the next note I had was the when they're talking about the cakewalk, and Junie B is like, "Hey, guess what? Walking in cake is the funnest thing I love." Because one time at a picnic, I stepped on my grandpa's little Debbie cake snack with bare feet, and the creamy filling was very squishy between my toes. <laughs> and that was um, funny. And then twenty five, I just made. Oh, another note about how they just shout in capital letters but we've already talked about that twice so you know we can skip over that yeah but that is when they introduced that Jim I hate oh yeah and once again he's he's being kind of mean by calling her a goonie but at the same time he is just pointing out that that's not actually what a cakewalk is yeah yeah (laughs) um so I think what's your next note do you oh 29 Uh, just the fact that she calls her grandmother oh, Helen. Yeah, that was funny. And she says not to call her Helen. That just, <clears throat> on one hand, I'm like, yeah, that's a really little kid thing to do. But also, I would never have, I would like, I would never call. A, like, I'm like, I think your dad is the only adult I ever called by their first name. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Because I think, like, for. <laughs> I still feel, I'll be honest, I still feel awkward doing it because I'm like, because I call your mom auntie and I'm like, I don't, but I don't have a name for him and it's yeah, awkward no, I know. and weird. Like, I think it really got cemented on us when we were little to say like, 
aunties to each other's moms but then our dads were barely around they just worked all the time so like except for Arissa for a short time called your dad papa because <laughs> she was so little and she was like my dad was dada and your dad was papa and she just thought that that's the way it was that was normal to her um and then like yeah no I know what you mean and like I hear kids calling their parents by their first names and it weirds me out it sounds so rude it just sounds incredibly rude to me where I'm just like like not nor like most adults I'll just call by their first names because people get really weirded out if you try to call them like Mr. Mrs. That's just like strange now to modern people. Um, especially specifically modern people in the north. Um but for um for like parents, I think it's really sounds just ugh when kids call their parents by their first names. It sounds so rude to me. It and like, does. I can't imagine calling my mom Kelly. Yeah. You know what, to me, it doesn't sound rude, but it makes it, it sounds like there's, even, I know, though I know it's not the case, it just makes it feel like, um, like there's some sort of distance between yeah. them. Yeah, I don't know, it sounds weird. Plus, like, I would never call my grandparents by their first names. But clearly her grandmother says that. Her grandmother's like, it's like, and then grandma smiled a bit, and she hugged me hello, and she told me not to call her Helen. um I think I was I remember the day I found out my mom's name was Kelly like I was like four years old and we were sitting on the back porch at our house eating breakfast and I don't even remember how it came up but she was like oh yeah my real name's Kelly and I was like wait what you have an actual name it's a very distinctive (laughs) memory so yeah um I was quite old when I found that out um, what's the next? Thirty-eight. That's uh, just um, just noting once again, just another funny thing. What? So there's clowns at the carnival. Yeah. <laughs> it says only don't let them get near me, okay? Because clowns are not normal. I think. <laughs> yeah, that was really funny, and I think that was my next note on forty-four was the same where she goes. Back off, clown! <laughs> and her mother, and it's like, after that, me and mother had a little talk. It was called No Screaming Back Off, Clown. Only I've never ha- heard of that rule before. <laughs> and that was just very, I, I was funny, because it's like, I know people have, like, real fears of clowns, but that was just such a moment where she's like, yeah, clowns are not normal. And I remember the first time I saw a clown, like, at a fair, it was really weird. Like, what grown man in his right mind would dress up like that and then try to talk to children? I, I have, I'm mostly indifferent towards clowns, but I feel bad for the, like, the bad rep they've gotten from horror movies I think that, and stuff. I'm not scared of clowns. Especially- I'm not scared of clowns. I just think they're really oh, weird. No. One thing, especially since I discovered that clowns have a code of ethics that's really, I'm like, oh, this is so, like, it's really professional and, like, all about, you. Know, it's like, the, yeah, they have a code that they have to honor. Interesting. I've never heard of that before. I can, I can, we can talk more about that after the notes if you are so interested, but. Yeah, I can, like, you could look it up. Um, yeah. Also, uh. Like, on one hand, I know that it's not, I find it super weird that Lucille has lipstick on, but also I'm like, yeah, sometimes for fun little special occasions, though, you know, you're allowed to wear, when you're a little kid, you're allowed to wear a little bit of your of your parents' yeah, makeup. Yeah, I think, like, once we were at an Oscars party and I was allowed to wear lipstick. But it's it's just so weird to think of children wearing Although, lipstick. I'm that's like, this a real is thing. My right. sister has some friends who are like, the youngest is like four or the youngest who wears makeup. Anyway, they wear eyeliner and mascara and stuff. And that's really bizarre to me. Cause I was never allowed to wear makeup that is like bad. that. And yeah, they would like wear it weird. to like the homeschool group. Yeah. That's very weird. Um, but you know, some parents are okay with it and it's interesting. I don't know. I'm not going to judge. I just think 
I would never have been allowed to do that. Um, I don't. Uh, so what were you saying? Uh, no. What we, I was just like uh, looking yeah, at where I the next note was. What, what were we saying? Oh, yeah. So I noticed that all the people at the fair, despite the fact that they are working at a kindergarten um, carnival, they're super intolerant. They're super yeah. like short with the kids, and they're not. E- they don't even like indulge their Junie B's like weird sayings and stuff. It's like she's telling the little girl about how ha- about all the things that have happened to her, and the little then the lady just and she just says the lady looked funny at me. Yes, well, uh, good luck to you. And it's I don't know. I just like there was like a couple different interactions where. People were just getting super impatient with her. And I was like, she's in kindergarten. You're working at a kid's carnival. At least be nice. Yeah, like, that, that's always the thing. Why go in a profession, like, why work with kids if you don't, like, if you don't seem yeah. to like kids? I, mean, I understand, like, Ms., um, she, like, clearly likes the kids. That's the teacher, but by the way. group of kids is quite um a handful it seems plus she doesn't really have an assistant teacher so her she i kind of understand when she gets annoyed i'm like yeah okay that's fair um but like the kid the people at the carnival i'm like dude it's a carnival like seriously (laughs) yeah um so you have the next note at 62 so she went, so she, she wins the fruitcake because she thinks, mmm, fruit, delicious, which, by the way, I love because I, I, I get so tired of kids not liking fruits and vegetables and yeah. things. That's so yeah, dumb. Definitely. So she's like, it has fruit in it. I'll love it. And everyone's like, oh, no, you won't. <laughs> and so, but it's heavy. So she says she drags it. And I'm like, how is she dragging it? How is she holding it in a way that she can drag yeah. it? Yeah, and also it's wrapped in tinfoil. It doesn't tin foil isn't very sturdy. But like it like is she like holding it and walking backwards? Is she did she tie something on it? It just says she put it on the floor and dragged it. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really say anything. It just says she drags it right out of room nine. Want to drag and she's like talking to her mom and her mom is like she's like, want to drag it? Want to drag my cake of fruit? <laughs> Mother said the word passed. <laughs> yeah. Um so my next note was at 64. Um, oh, it was just the interaction between the parents, where the parents are clearly, like, so exhausted. And she, he's like, look at the cake I won. And it says, Daddy looked at my cake in shiny aluminum. Then he looked at Mother. He shook his head very slow. No, he said, don't tell me. Mother rocked back and forth on her feet. Yupper, she said. And it's just that interaction was really funny because she's so excited about her fruitcake. And then on the next page, she unwraps it only to find, she says, it was brown and slickish and there was a slippery shine on the top. It got rotted, I said, very quiet. (laughs) And there's a picture of her just looking down at the cake and it's like so yucky looking. Um... It's very funny. <laughs> also, who brings fruitcake to a children's I carnival? Mean, isn't it, like, soaked in brandy? Well, I mean, I think you can probably do fruitcake without that, but, if, but still. But they say, like, fruitcake is supposed to stay for a long time. I just looked up a fruitcake recipe. Um, and... Like, most fruitcakes are, like, covered in brandy or bourbon or, like, soaked in them so that they're just preserved basically forever. That is very strange. Yeah. there's, like, fruitcake has quite a reputation, too, because, like, I feel like I've read other books, too, or, like, other stuff where it's, like, they get a fruitcake and they just keep it and then they give it to the next person and the fruitcake just keeps giving, getting given. Or the ones where it's yeah. like, oh yeah, grandma ships a fruitcake to us every year and we just have a big stack of them because they're disgusting. Because it's just like <laughs> candied dyed fruits in a, um, that's baked. And then I guess you can eat it with that, but then if you want it to preserve, it says to 
like store with alcohol so that it get, gets like all preserved and stuff. I I could be completely wrong because I have a terrible memory. I feel like I've maybe had a fruitcake before, but I could not have. But I thought I had a fruitcake and liked it. I've never had fruitcake before. But, I mean, it doesn't seem like it would be terrible, but it definitely looks unappealing. Yeah. Well, I always thought it just looked like a really weird, like, it looks like banana bread or zucchini bread or something, you know? Kinds of like zucchini and banana bread have a sort of like sheen to them, and I just thought it looked like that. Yeah, I know what you mean. That's true. Um, yeah. So my last note was the last page where she it really wraps it back around to the beginning when she says, "Oh my, um, my mom make my mother makes me sit on a phone book and it hurts my behindy," and then she decides to use her fruitcake as a booster seat and then at the on the very last page she's laying in bed and she takes out her flashlight and shines it at the fruitcake which her dad put on the shelf and she says the aluminum foil sparkled in the dark it was the most beautiful sight I ever saw (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was funny because she finally appreciates her fruitcake which is good sorry my cat is being cranky and annoying um, so if you hear meowing, it's the kitty. Um, so that that wraps up the book. <laughs> I just realized so, we never talked about the illustrations. Oh yeah, we almost always talk about the illustrations. What do you think of the illustrations? Uh, they're really good, and they make excellent use of. Um, it's all in black, so obviously you know black and white, but they do really nicely with the different sh- with um, having everything be shaded. So that. So it gives the impression of there being lots of different colors. Yeah, it does. It's similar to like with um, Magic Treehouse where it's very, all the shading is in there, but it's not quite as realistic. Like, yeah, it's definitely, um, it's definitely more cartoony. And that's one thing is occasionally because of the sort of exaggerated cartoony style, the characters, sometimes their faces can look really awkward. Yeah. Also, the clown. There's a picture of the clown, and God, that is a terrifying clown. <laughs> yeah. Well, she says his teeth are all yellowish and stuff. Mm, that sounds not good. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely not good. Um, yeah. But also, then again, exaggerating just normal teeth color. Yeah. I think another thing is Judy B's hair. Like, how many six-year-olds have you seen with that haircut? I know I've seen a bunch. It's just like kind of straight, choppy, and all over the place. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so I have notes for a second segment. Um, I will pull them up real quick. Okay. So the book was written by Barbara Park. She was born in 1947, and she died in 2013. So I didn't know that. I thought she was still alive, and I looked it up, and she she died, which is sad. She died from cancer. Oh, yeah. oh no. But she was pretty old. I think she was, like, I mean, if she was born in 1947, she was, well, I guess probably late 60s, maybe? Um, Let's see. I'm going to do a little bit of math right now. 53 plus... 66? Okay, so not that old. Now she would be older. Um, but So yeah, she died in 2013. Um, but this is a really beautiful quote from, the, from her that I just loved. Um, there are those who believe, in the value, believe that the value of a children's book can be measured only in terms of the moral lessons it tries to impose or the perfect role models it offers. Personally, I happen to think that a book of ex- is of extraordinary value if it gives the reader nothing more than a smile or two. In fact, I happen to think that's huge. And that's a quote from, from Barbara Park. And I just really loved that. I thought it was so sweet and really, yeah. like, I think encapsulates the Junie B. Jones series really well. Like, there's not a lot of moral lessons in it, 
I mean, she always, like, learns from her mistakes and stuff, but most of it's just really funny, and that's why I liked them so much as a kid, because when you're little, you don't want to read things, like, yes, the Magic Tree House series, like, it's teaching you a lot of stuff, but, like, for the most part, you just want to be reading stuff that's fun when you're little, and, yeah, um, and I remember, like, I was talking to my mom about this, and she was like, oh, yeah, we let you read whatever you wanted, like, me and Auntie Nee, so your mom, let us read whatever we wanted when we were little because as long as we were reading they were happy you know as long as we were reading books they were just like yes please read it doesn't matter if it's like you know teaching you scientific facts as long as you're reading a book you're getting something out of it yeah um but this sentiment was not um what is it called uh reflected in most parents so i looked up some reviews of the junie b jones series and surprisingly they have some very very low reviews like seriously very bad reviews and there was actually a barbara park um mention of this where she was like yeah i can't actually look online because people are just so mean so i got a few of the reviews off of amazon and a few articles i found and i printed them put them into the document so that I could read them to you so here's a few one person wrote I find this the mental equivalent of toxic waste another person wrote no wonder we have a declining literacy and writing proficiency rates in this country this is a children's (laughs) book please don't kill any more trees printing this rubbish Parents, avoid this book like the plague. I actually want my money back. This book can seriously harm or delay the development of your child's reading skills. Junie B. Jones is nothing but a bully. I was really sad reading some of these. I was like, oh, they're missing the point. It was so sad. They are. I was like, these these books aren't meant to be you know, like, teaching your child all a bunch of stuff. They're meant to just, like, be funny. And I used to laugh so hard. And I love reading these books. They were one of the first book series that I, like, read. I mean, not the first. There were a lot of book series I read back then. But these were, like, some of my favorites. And I just thought that was really sad. I was like, maybe if you just let your kids decide what to read and then taught them. Because, like, I think when I was reading Junie B. Jones, like, my mom would talk to me about, like, yeah, you know, you're not allowed to say stuff like that. Like, I just knew that. I wasn't allowed to talk like Junie B. Jones. I wasn't allowed to tell my siblings to shut their faces or whatever. And I was smart enough to know that, like, you know, my mom was always correcting my grammar when I was younger, even though now I probably have worse grammar than I did when I was eight. But, um... She was always correcting my grammar back then. And so, like, I knew that, like, Junie B. Jones had bad grammar. But it was funny. Like, there's something super funny about her grammar. And so I just thought that was really sad. Yeah. I was like, aw, don't be mean to Junie also, B. Also, saying that, like, it'll, like, like, make your reading worse. Like, I feel like reading something like this would encourage you, like, something fun and, like, like that you know isn't like trying to teach you anything would encourage you to read more even if the grammar is not correct that could lead to you reading you know books with correct like i'm like the like it like i feel like it would be more important to like sort of gain a love for reading rather than yeah because then everything everything else can come later no i totally agree with you and most of the parents were like these books suck but my kid loves it and i'm like well if your kid loves it just let them read it and don't read it to them, you know? Like, I don't know. It was just, they were so, there were some really harsh reviews. I don't remember if it was this book or one of the other books, but it had, like, like 60%. So it was, like, 60% were five-star, but then, like, a good chunk of the reviews were just terrible. Which is, like, not... for. I feel like most books, they don't have really, really bad reviews like that, especially kids' books. But these... These books just had, like, super low reviews. Um. I think if that one thing is, those type of parents, while getting bad reviews is terrible, I'm like, 
in my eyes, if I were to like make something for children and I got those kind of reviews, I'd be like, ha, I did it. <laughs> yeah, right. I'd be like, yeah, I don't like you. I don't want you to like my, like, if you don't like my stuff, good. I, that means I've done something right. Yeah. Um, so then I found like two, a few other quotes that I thought were really funny. Um, there was this one that was like, I think it was from like Jamie Jones has a peep in her pocket or something, but she was talking, she's talking about roosters and she says, um, that she's afraid of roosters because they can peck your head into a nub. (laughs) And, you know, we grew up with roosters, chickens, as we said in the last episode. So that was always, that really stood out to me as like, when I was little, like, that was so funny. Like, imagining a rooster pecking your head into a nub. I mean, they definitely could. I mean, we, especially, no, especially when you're a little, and, like, the roosters are big. They, like, come up to your shoulder, some of them. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, roosters are pretty scary. It did help, though, one of the roosters we had, I raised in my bedroom. Oh, yeah, I remember that. It lived in your bedroom. <sighs> it, and But also, he had a hilarious name because we didn't know he was a rooster until he got older. And it was too late to Isn't change his name. Isn't that the case, though? Because he was so pretty, so we named him, um, we named him uh, Bonita, but then it turned out he was a guy. Yeah, didn't you change it to, like, or, like, you tried to change it to Bonito, and then it didn't even work, so you just kept calling it? I don't even remember. Yeah, that did not yeah. stick. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was a quote that I thought was really funny. And then the one other thing is that I went onto the website, as always, and there were some really fun games, and one of them was that you had to chase, it was called the Search for Handsome Warren, and you had to, like, like jump over fire hydrants or something and catch meatballs, and then, like, at the end, there was Warren. Eh, so, yeah. But I was surprised there were no games relating to the Yucky Blucky Fruitcake. It was like that book didn't even exist on the website, which was really weird. There were, like, no activities for that book. I thought was strange but because like it's the book with the most games in it you would think at least a couple of like one of them would get in there like Junie B. Jones Cakewalk would be a good game but no instead they have Junie B. Uh, Jones Closet not really not really because the cakewalk is barely even a game you know it could be they could put something like that in there you know what I mean Um, also one other thing that I just noticed I have to point out Judy B. Jones wears very interesting clothing, and specifically on the cover of this book, she's wearing a teal skirt, a purple vest, a red tie, and a white blouse. Also, you can't see it on the cover, so I don't know what color they are, but if you look at the illustration on the inside, she's also, with that outfit, wearing polka dot uh, leggings. Oh, yeah. And a cow shirt. With socks. With socks over top of yeah, them. Yeah, she's wearing a cow shirt and polka dot leggings and another, and another one. Um, yeah. yeah. She's, she just has a very interesting fashion style. And I, I do love the way her clothes are drawn. All her clothes look really baggy and loose. Yeah. It's very cute. I love her clothes. They're like very little kiddish. And she always wears these big bows in her hair. Yeah, those are fun. Or more specifically, like, headbands with bows on them. Yeah. So, let's... I think it's time to do our reviews. That's all I really had for the that segment, so... Wait, oh. I have, I oh, have yeah, something. Have... I gotta tell you... I gotta tell you about the clowns. Oh, right. <laughs> I gotta tell you about the clown codes. All right, you go ahead with that. So, I'm gonna shorten it down, because some of these are a little long, but there's, like, eight Eight commandments if you're a clown. So, so number one is, you know, your acts and performances and stuff have to be in good taste when you're in the costume and makeup. And um, one is, I will remember at all times I have been accepted as a member of the clown club only to provide others, principally children, with clean clown comedy entertainment. And, like, um, and um, entertainment uh, by making fun of yourself or and not at the expense of others. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, I will learn to apply my makeup in a professional manner. I will provide my own costume. 
you know, being anonymous while in the makeup. Uh, three, no drinking or smoking while in costume and no drinking bef- uh, like alcoholic beverages before a clown appearance. Uh, conduct yourself as a gentleman slash lady. Uh, I will remove my makeup and change into my street clothes as soon as possible so that I can be associated with, so that I cannot be associated as soon as possible so I cannot be associated with any incident that may be detrimental to the good name of clowning. Um, so, let's see, um, I will do my very best to maintain the best clown standards. I will appear in as many clown shows as I possibly can. And I will be committed to providing an atmosphere free of discrimination and harassment for clowns of all ages to share ideas and learn about the art of clowning. This reminds me of, have you ever watched Modern Family? No. Okay, so one of the um, characters in it, it's like this guy named Cameron and he's married to this other guy who's a part of the family who it's about and they have a little girl who they adopted and they're very funny but the Cameron the um husband is uh, was a clown like was a professional clown and he's like committed to the art of clowning and he's always trying to like bring like bring his daughter into the like art of clown and like I, I just like remember that from the um modern family because they're always talking about like clowning and you know how or at least the episodes I've seen and like he's like he gets all annoyed when people offend it like oh yeah clowns and he's like being a clown is a you know respectable art it's a but yeah it, it, it is yeah so that's what that reminded me of it's sad that you know they they keep they they keep getting such a bad name. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But I just thought that was very interesting that they have a they have a they have a clown code that they that follow. That is interesting. That's cool. Yeah. So now we know clowns not scary unless they're horror movie clowns. So if the yeah. clown if the Which- clown seems to not be following the commandments, it's probably a good idea to run away. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if the clown has um scary makeup or blood. That's, that's definitely. definitely a bad sign. I know I say like horror things give clowns a bad name, but I also creepy carnivals is one of my favorite aesthetics that there is. <laughs> well, okay, so that's pro- awfully dark. Probably. You know, I not into that, but sure. <laughs> I just, I like the creepy, I like when you have creepy, like, carnivals with the cool patterns and stuff. Yep. Yep, yep. Okay, are, are you anyway. ready for, for the review now? Yeah, let's. So, yeah. is it well written? Yes. Yes? You think yes? Yes, because the thing is, it's purposely trying to have bad grammar and all That's that true. stuff. And so well written i'm just like it draws you in and it really immerses you in this world and thinking of this young child i think it's very well written yeah actually i'd agree with you i it's- don't think it's like like it's it's supposed to have all those grammar mess ups and typos and it's very effective and i think super fun the way it's written so i do i I'm not sure I would say it's like the most amazing writing but i would agree with you in saying that it's well written it's it's doing its job very well the and like she had a you know there was something she wanted to do and i feel like she you know the message and whatnot that she was just not even the message just you know the feel she wanted to do she did it yeah that sounded weird (laughs) i know what you mean though i know what you mean so um is it dated Mm, i don't think so so either i think the I can't remember when the first one came out but it doesn't feel very dated to me yeah because most of the stuff is just general little kid things that they it's still things little kids do yeah yeah no I agree I feel like some stuff like I don't know I just feel like some of the interactions at school and stuff like would never fly these days but also I don't know I'm not in a kindergarten class so 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm looking up when the first maybe book came like out. A, maybe a few things, yeah, with the interactions of kids, mainly just because since then, you know, at younger and younger ages, kids have access to the internet yeah. and and such. So yeah, it's true. But for the, the first one came for the out, most part, the first one came out in 1992. Hmm. Yeah. And this one came out in, let me see, um, 1995. So it's actually pretty old. Not as old as Magic Treehouse, but um, older than I expected. I thought it was written early 2000s. Early, older than yeah, me? Older than you. Definitely solidly older than me. Um, I think all the books we've read so far have been older than me. Maybe not Rainbow Magic. I can't remember when Rainbow Magic came out. 2000 something? Yeah, no, it was after I was born. Whatever. Um, So, final. Age range. Hmm. I would say probably around the age of Junie B. But, well, no, actually no. Because at five, you're not really reading. Or at least I wasn't. Yeah. So I honestly think probably an older age, like seven or eight, because then you have a solid enough grip on reading that you can understand this and think it's funny, but at the same time know that like you like you can read well enough to like understand some of the grammar stuff that's a little weird. Yeah. So, but like we mentioned, it is still very fun to read as, um, if you're yeah, older. Yeah, absolutely. It is funny. I think I, like, I probably read these books until I was nine or ten. Well, maybe not ten, but probably nine. And they're, they're just really fun. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think kind of in the same age range as most of our books, but maybe a little bit older because of some of the, like, grammar and spelling stuff. Like, it, it could be a little hard for a younger kid to read. So like seven, eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Plus, I feel like when you're a little older, it can be a little funner to look back at the small child doing things. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, so what's your final score out of five? Honestly, I'm going to give this a five out of five. Wow. That's that's a, quite a high rating. I I not to never give full scores for things because like but this is just I felt like this one really did like mainly the fact that as an adult I could read this and still just find it so good and so hilarious I just yeah I think I'd give it like a four and a half because like I giving a five star bothers me but I, I agree I thought it was so funny I laughed out loud multiple times and I don't think I've laughed out loud reading in like a while yeah, I I definitely, I I do try not to give out five-star ratings too much, but I do like to do it occasionally for, like, when I feel like it really yeah. deserves it. And I feel like this one, this is one I would, like, highly recommend to as many people as possible. Yeah, that's Im- impressive. You didn't, you gave a worse score to our past two books, which I know you're big fans of, so... <laughs> But I would I would agree with you. I think it's really good, and I think it still holds up, and I think it's hilarious. And I think, you know, going back to that first quote from Bar- Barbara Park, I think it really does, it lives up to its purpose. It's supposed to make you laugh. It's not supposed to teach you, you know, the letters of the alphabet or, like, phonics or math or yeah. science. It's just supposed to be funny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I liked it. So... Now I'm going to read... Oh, uh, what, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, do you want to read the last I'm sentence? Gay. I'm going to read the last sentence. I love this last sentence, too. Um, and also, I appreciate my comb. I thought that was such a great last sentence, because she's just so... Like, throughout the whole thing, she's just so, like, you know, annoying and like uh, annoyed about like not winning and she's so focused on like what she's gonna win then at the end she just be ends up being very appreciative for her fruitcake and her comb and so like in a way it does offer a lesson and i I just thought it was really sweet yeah so 
I think that's it for this book. Anything else you want to say before we sign off? Nope, I think that's it. All right, so we'll be back soon with another episode. And until then, follow us on Instagram or uh, we also Tumblr. We have yeah, a Tumblr. Tumblr. Uh, um, that's, still, oh, that's still a work in progress, but it is yeah. there. So the Tumblr's there, but not a lot of posts right now. Instagram, I try to post to fairly frequently. It's not a lot, but we're getting somewhere. And I try to keep up, like, last time I actually posted a little, like, clip of our podcast um, to the Instagram so you can, like, get a sneak peek. So that's fun. Um, But also, if you can, leave a review because that would be fun to get a review. I don't think we've gotten any reviews yet. Reviews would be nice. Any, we are open to any feedback. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. So until next time. Bye. Bye.